Corey, you know what? What? I think we should start where we left off. We're- Let's give them something <laughs> to talk about. I didn't know it was a cliffhanger ending at the end of the last <laughs> episode. You like it? Uh, not Let's really, honestly. <laughs> no, no offense, no but one does. Not, no not, one, not into it. No one liked that song when it came out. They certainly don't like it when I sing it. There, there was a movie named after that, right? Is it, was the song written for the movie, or was the movie <laughs> no, named after the song? The movie was named after it, I think. Good Lord. I'll have to do a retractions on that. Anyway, this is Side Talks, brought to you by Revelator Coffee. Woo! I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. Let's talk about them movies. All right, let's, let's give them something to talk about. God almighty. <laughs> them movies in the book down the front. What's this shit? Hey, Corey. Hey, Rachel. What's the shit? I gave you a break today. because You know why? Because you had to listen to me sing Bonnie Raitt earlier. So I gave you a break. I gave you a break. Yeah, and on the outro last time. It's gross. So I'm giving everybody a break and just saying, hey, what's the shit? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So I'm just going to describe what I saw. Okay. Describe it right as I saw it. So this thing opens up within this film. Opens up with this intense pummeling scene. All right. I think this is the beginning of the scene. I kind of just jumped in there. I think this, this feels like the beginning of a scene of just somebody pummeling the sh- – not somebody. A group of people pummeling the shit of somebody in what looks to be a military barracks. Okay. Barracks are like where you sleep, right? In the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So military barracks. is okay. That's happening. And a dude sits up in his cot and kind of says like, hey, y'all, knock it off. Uh-huh. And then somebody flips the lights on. And the 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 beaten up guy is kind of sits up, and then the guy on the cot who's sort of been like broke the fight up goes, you know, what the hell? What the hell are you still here for? Do you uh, know what this is? Mm. Well, this could be a couple different things. Okay. Well, then it cuts to, um, there's a cuts to a, a really quick cut to a bugle call, and then a ham sandwich walks in the room. Hmm. This ham sandwich is, A.K.A. Vince Vaughn. This is Hacksaw Ridge. It is. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was thinking a few good men. I was thinking Full Metal Jacket, but then right. I was like, I don't think Rachel would use Full I Metal wouldn't. Jacket for what's this I shit. I wouldn't. I would um, not. So yeah, I got it on Vince Vaughn, who is a supporting actor in Mel Gibson's Hacksaw Ridge, nominated for Best Picture and Best Director at the Academy break. Awards. This movie sucks. It's terrible. And then the damn ham sandwich gives this weird speech that's like. It's not what you signed up for. It's about every the lives of every man in this room. It's about your life, son. Time to go. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's and a bad the movie. The sentimental music in the background for that, it's it's like an SNL skit level. Have you seen this movie in full? No, I saw this little bullshit clip that's freaking terrible. And this is before like the straight hour of combat that happens Come where on. Andrew Garfield's character, you know, he's a he's a medic. Um, he rescues like a bunch of people from essentially this meat grinder battle in World War II, which based on a true story, great job. I'm not, you know, disparaging the achievement there, but I'm disparaging the filmmaking because one, Mel Gibson shoots everything with that, that amped up like passion of the Christ style, like violence and sentimentality. Um, so you will see rats eat far more faces in that movie than you ever thought you would see in a movie. Um, and it's just relentlessly gory and graphic. Yes, I am aware that war is like that. That was the you know defense of that movie when it was released five years ago There's or no whatever. Defense. But it's just bad filmmaking that is just – it's intended to – 
repulse and shock. And it, it's just, it's a weird mixture with the religious ham handed sentimentality that the movie also pushes. I think it's terrible. Uh, I, you know, Mel Gibson, problematic figure. He's made. We some, don't need him. No, I'm going to go on the record and say it. He's made some movies that I have liked in the past, obviously, but for him to release a best picture nominated movie and get nominated himself for best director in 2016, it's gross. 2016 fully 10 years before his, you know, alcoholic racist breakdown. Um, you know, what are we doing? I don't know. I mean, it'd be one thing like, I could entertain a defense, I suppose, if the movie were any good, but it's not. He's not Straight great. Up. He's not great. I, he's fine in Lethal Weapon. That's all we need. Let's move on. I, this guy, I can't. St- I, I just can't stand Mel Gibson. Well, anyway, I, you know. I did not even realize he had directed that because this thing had no meaning to me whatsoever. Can you just tell me really quickly? This is Andrew Garfield, yes, playing yeah. this little beat up little man. Best actor nominee. Come on. Yeah. Come I, on. And also, Sam, we're going to argue about Andrew Garfield because he's, I don't uh, need him either. He doesn't need to be on the planet. I feel like I, that's another, I feel like Corey might have him in his pocket. I like Andrew Garfield. I don't know that I feel strongly enough to argue about Andrew Garfield yet. I think okay. he's given a lot of really good performances, oh, but no. there's nothing like. No child. You don't think he's given any good performances? No child, no. Sam, can you make note? Okay. No, wait, no, 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 no. I want to get into this now. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't is, like this, him in the Social Network. You don't is, like him in this shit. No, I don't like him in anything. I don't like him. I don't like his face. I need him to go away. Oh, I, 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 there's better. I, pe- there are better people. Sure, oh, he's dull. Well, okay. I mean, talk I about he's boring. He's fine. He's also, playing. Vince Vaughn is just not even acting in this. By the way, no, he I just know. walks in the room and he's like, "Where?" It's almost as if he's going, "Wait, where is my paycheck in this room?" He's, you know, Mel Gibson is his fellow Hollywood conservative, right. so he's showing right. up to do him in a favor, I guess, or whatever, because they're buds and they voted for Trump. Whatever. Yeah. So, screw those two dudes. Screw this film. We'll talk about this other gentleman later, Andrew Garfield, because this is what's the shit. This film, we didn't need it, and no, nobody should have ever even suggested it, not even whispered that this should get any kind of award whatsoever. It's terrible, and it's, it's on what's this shit. It's a bad movie. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. So, hey, Corey, guess what I'm watching? What are you watching? In a million years, I bet you wouldn't guess it. Uh, I mean, I saw a bunch of stuff at the festival. I mentioned I'd, I watched Emma again. I probably yeah. Everybody's tired of hearing me talk about that film, so... <laughs> Last night, there was going to be a screening at my girlfriend's house. Her um, her stepsister, for all intent, for all purposes, is in town. And um, anyway, we were going to watch The Craft because it was a rainy night. Oh, boy. And we ended up not watching The Craft for a number of reasons. And so the question was, well, you program something, something that kind of is in the same world, but, you know, is maybe a little, you know, feels has a little 90s vibe to it, kind of fun, kind of dark kind of whatever. And so I picked fear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I recently watched fear and man, this is probably the 50th time I've seen this thing. Cause I do, I do turn to it a good little bit. Wow. And it is, it did not disappoint. It no. is so outrageously ridiculous. Yeah. It is so, and I'm going to tell you what I love more and more every time I watch this is the dad. Who plays the dad? I don't. I don't remember. remember. I don't. I don't. You stuff. have to look it up. Yeah. I don't remember, but he's he's a sexy dad. He is a <laughs> sexy dad. There is even a Alyssa Milano bend over, show your ass to the dad scene. That just for whatever reason, I feel like every other '90s film had to have a bend over and show your ass to the dad scene. Um, he loves to wear oversized shirts and Dahmer glasses and. Oh, think- it's William Peterson. 
Yeah, he thinks he's very hot in this. And <laughs> it's a hot dad movie. Uh, and it's a Marky Mark film. Marky Marks also never look grosser. <laughs> I mean, uh, and that's saying a lot. He's got some, you know, he's got sort of some bad skin and a bad haircut. And, you know, he's wearing what looks like a bodysuit. Like I, when I see the the first time you see him in this thing, his shirt is so form fitting and so tucked in that it really all I think about are the snaps that are you know that would hold that thing together. So <laughs> um, anyway, there's a there's an amazingly bad interpretation of what a rave would be like to go to. There's it's Seattle. It's it's Seattle shot in Canada. Of course, of course, <laughs> which is another favorite. Um, you know, they they pull out all the stops. There's a there's the throwing throwing women in the pool scene. There's the flirting with stepmom scene. This is the movie with the roller coaster, right? This is the movie with I was about to say that's all building up to no pun intended the <laughs> roller coaster scene, and we'll just leave it at that. I feel like this is not an NC seventeen podcast, but um, not yet, not yet. <laughs> but there's a there's an unforgettable. Roller coaster scene in this film. It's the only thing from the movie I remember. <laughs> I'll just put it that and it's, way. It's disturbing in, in many ways um, because, first of all, the thought of riding a roller coaster with Marky Mark is disgusting. But the thought of riding a roller coaster with Marky Mark and having him physically touch me is <laughs> even grosser. And this is beyond just touching. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> th- there's there's extra stuff going on. <laughs> So, um, anyway, and when you add the fact that they do the the Sunday's Wild Horses cover on top of that scene, it's just, it's a gut buster. (laughs) (laughs) So I was very pleased with this, uh, with this choice and it will not be the last time that somebody says, what should we watch tonight? And I say, let's watch fear. Sure. Sure. Well, that's what I'm watching. Um, many other high points of this thing, but it is. It's highly, highly enjoyable. There's a lot of its ending happens so quick too. It's almost like, wait, what did the disc skip? You know, it's yeah. that kind of feeling. Yeah. So th- there's a there's a lot of great stuff, including a, a jailhouse tattoo that Marky Mark gives himself. And there's nothing in this film that feels believable at all. No, just not, not in the a least. single fucking thing. And from the coffee shop they go to. But it, you know, it's playing in the fatal attraction mode, but for you know mm-hmm. babies, it's a little baby yeah. fatal attraction. Not that fatal attraction's the most realistic right. movie right. ever made, right? Or the most mature, for that matter. Right. But um, yeah, there's some there's some good there's some stuff here. So uh, highly recommended for a uh, love to hate watch kind of moment. But what are you watching? Well, I've got two movies to talk about, and they're both called Candyman. Hell yeah! Uh, I watched the 1992 Bernard Rose Candyman. You're gonna be appalled by this for the first time last week. Oh, you're kidding. You didn't see it at the drive-in last I year. I didn't see it at the drive-in last year. Um, How I, great is this fucking movie? It's the best! Are you kidding me? It's so it's good. It's so good! I, You know, for the longest time... Okay, I have to admit this. When I was a little kid, I'd see the cover for Candyman yeah. at the rental store, and I'd be like, that seems way too scary for me. You know, there would be horror movies you'd God, see... God, what a baby. W- relax, what I was a, a child. What a baby. I cut my teeth on The Shining, sure. Corey. Well, I had seen The Shining to you by that point but there, there were like there were movies where the there were horror movies where the the vhs cover would be like okay this is a horror movie i can handle and then there were horror movies with vhs covers where you'd be like mm, i don't know about that there's a b real close to that eyeball i don't know about this oh man what a whim so i for whatever reason i hadn't seen it so i finally watched it 
Uh, it's amazing. So it's good. so good. So Everything good. about it is so good. Um, it's playing in that Clive Barker territory of just like you've un- uh, you've accidentally unleashed unknowable cosmic evil. Congratulations, you're fucked. Um, you know, Virginia Madsen's great. Tony Todd. I mean, everybody already knows how great Tony Todd is in this movie. It's scary too. It's so scary. It's it's a great film, and I would argue like okay, so I just have to because you mentioned Clive Barker. Yeah, I see the similarities here. I certainly do. But the thing that Clive Barker doesn't do that this film does is bring this sort of there's some context of humor in this thing yes. that I find to be really, really enjoyable. So there's some lightness that's kind of comes into this, which Clive Barker doesn't really do that. And there's so much un- subtext to unpack. Yes. Just so much subtext. And these set pieces of Virginia Madsen just walking around Cabrini Green, that alone, there's something just so cinematic and, and glorious about about that. I, I love this well, movie. Well, it's atmospheric. It's wonderfully shot. And that Philip Glass score is just the best. Chilling. Love it. Um, so glad you've seen it. So, yeah, I just watched this in preparation for the new Candyman. Right, right. And I got to say, it didn't hold up in comparison, I'll tell you that much. You have not seen this yet, I imagine. Be- I, I'm waiting to see it, I think, at the cinema. Yeah. I do love the trailer's use of, like, say my name, say right. my name. I mean, that is just a classic, like, you had to go get that song, and you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, good trailer. Yeah. I, I was let down by the movie, though. Um, okay. I don't okay. want to talk too much about it because you haven't seen it. And, you know, I, I know that a lot of people are going to come to it in the next couple of weeks. Um, but... You know, you look at this and you understand exactly why the director, Nia DaCosta, and producer and co-writer, Jordan Peele, you understand why they made the choices that they made, mm-hmm. right? It it kind of updates the Candyman mythos for a a contemporary, sure. you know, it's a contemporary take. Um, it's irresistible content, man. Sure. It, it is irresistible content this is a great concept of a film it's it's a, you know it's a shoe in basically updating the candyman story for uh the age of black lives matter for lack of a better sure, comparison of right of course yeah but, which i mean that's what the the original candyman begins it's sort of a a, a horror film that begins that conversation that leads us to today and and I, I guess you could say that this new movie continues that conversation. You could say that, that that the new movie contemporizes that new conversation. In many ways, though, the new movie also kind of frustratingly makes what was subtext that oh. was able to be unpacked in the first movie direct text. Oh, and no. it's the sort of movie that lays out its themes at the beginning in dialogue sure. and repeats them over and over again throughout the movie, just in case you didn't get it. Gotcha. And, and I, I appreciate the almost operatic elegance of Bernard Rose's film. Right. right. Um, and that's not to say that, that the new Candyman is completely ineffective. It's got its moments. It's nicely directed. It's handsomely put together. I just don't know that I like a lot of the choices that they decided to go with in comparison to the original movie. And I I know that's ironic since I had just seen the original movie for the first time, but I felt so strongly about it that seeing this new version, you know, again, I understand why they made the choices they made. It just felt watered down by comparison and kind of clunky. The storytelling is not as elegant. um, And it's, 
I have a lot of problems with the ending, but I, I obviously don't want to get into that. Yeah, today. don't get into that. Let's talk later. Let me just ask you, are you going to go on the record? If I like this film, are you going to five minute fight it? Or do you, do you is this just about comparison? No, I'd five minute fight it. Oh, I, don't oh. th- I don't think it's good. Okay. Um, okay. Um, as as a movie. I mean, it's got good elements. I'll never argue against that. Um, but no, I, I just it didn't work for me. It really didn't. And um it didn't work for me for some interesting reasons. So we'll just leave it at okay, that. Okay. I, I, I hope that you like it more. I'll just say that. I, I hope that uh, people come out to the sidewalk cinema and, and they, they see the movie and they're happy with it and they leave saying that Corey Craft guy was was wrong. Um, but, you know, I, I, it, it, it stands as honestly a kind of a big disappointment for me because I was really looking forward to it. Okay. Well, to be continued. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Side Talks. We are your own personal cinematic Craig T. Nelson and Tom Scarrett. Oh, yeah. Okay. They both have dad faces. Sure. Yeah. I Craig like T. Tom Nelson Scarrett. might be my favorite dad. For Just based on Poltergeist? Poltergeist. Yeah. I mean, he's in other stuff as a dad, but... Well, he's coach and coach. Yeah. But He's a dad man. Yeah. But Poltergeist, the best. Yeah. The best. When's that coming out on 4K disc? Hey, Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, release a 4K of Poltergeist so I can buy it. Thanks to Boutwell Studios. <laughs> Thanks to Revelator Coffee, our sponsor. Our sponsor, the delicious Revelator Coffee. Boy, do I love their coffee. Me too. Me too. Check us out online at www.sidewalkfest.com or at Sidewalk Film on social media where you can find the listings of what's playing and coming up at the Sidewalk Cinema. Thanks for listening to us. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.